1: now to talk a little bit about this green bay packers team getting ready for the tampa bay buccaneers and their health and to do it let's bring in ryan wood do you want to know what's going on at 1265 lombardi avenue what's next for the pack let's check in with our green and gold insider ryan wood of the green bay press gazette brought to you by thomas marola law offices divorce child custody and other family law needs go with experience go with thomas marola Online at MarolaLaw.net or call 414-327-5800. Ryan, one of the Green Bay Press Gazette joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. So, Ryan, uh, some of the guys that have not been practicing because of injury are now back, uh, which uh, could add some depth to this team. That's got to be a little bit exciting if you're a Green Bay Packers fan.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny because... Ideally, you don't want a week five buy, and that's that's any team. You don't want to buy that early in the season. You want it later in the season, mid season, if you can have it. Uh, but Matt LaFleur was very clear yesterday that he he felt like the buy came at the right time uh for this team. I and mean, they, they had some guys, pretty notable guys, Devontae Adams, Kenny Clark haven't played for a while, get the extra week to rest. Rashawn Gary was out last Monday night as well. Um, th- those guys got a week in and this, this seems like a good week for them to, to be able to, to potentially
1: come back. So um, when you talk about some of these guys coming back, now obviously roster moves would have to be made, but uh, who who do you feel – I mean, we know Kenny Clark is uh, ready. We know that uh, Devontae Adams is ready. Uh, who else is about ready to come back?
0: It'll be interesting. Kamal Martin and uh, Equinemius St. Brown both returned to practice – yesterday. And, and, and that's big. And you you're talking about the roster moves. Yes. You know, both both those guys are on IR. So they, they'd have to make some moves to the 53. Uh, it's got to be especially promising the idea of, of Kamal Martin, if not this week, maybe next, being able to come back for what he can give that second level. Chris Barnes has been a little bit of a revelation. A, the guy that has come in and played well, um, but they don't have Christian Kirksey right now. They, they, they need, they need some, some help there. And so uh, that, that could certainly be a, a big addition. If, if Kamal Martin, we'll see, I mean, anytime a young player misses time, it's not advantageous this early in their career to, to not be on the field. Right. So we'll have to see how much, how much rust there is for him to knock off. But if it's anything like what we saw during camp, and if that knee is, is feeling good after the, the, the surgery, uh, it, it it could be a big, big benefit for this defense if he's able to pick up where he left off.
1: Tell me what you think of the play up front without uh, Kenny Clark. Kingsley Kiki showed us a little bit. Uh, Tyler Lancaster, Dean Lowry, those guys. Uh, you're you're hoping you get uh, you know more from Rashawn Gary as well. Uh, so talk a little bit about up front what you've seen in the growth without Kenny Clark.
0: Kingsley Kiki's been the guy early in this season, the youngster who was who really, I think, impressed and is showing some signs. It's it's early, but not only is he showing some pass rush, but he's been pretty active against the run as well. Um, he's a second-year guy that, you know, he's got a lot of athleticism. Um, Kenny Clark uh, was the one that that spoke pretty pretty uh, blatantly about just needing to, to add strength to his game and and, and add power to the athleticism that he has. And he's, he's been showing that more and more, you know, the defensive line as a whole ha- had its best game against the Falcons so far in this young season. Uh, so that was a good, a, a good foundation for them to kind of carry into the bye and be able to build off of from there. Obviously when they get Kenny Clark back, that that's going to make all the difference in the world. That's your $70 million nose guard. But I, I, as a whole, I, it's it's been trending in the right way. By, by midseason, by, you, know, uh, you know, in a few weeks, they'll have a better idea. Do they need to add another veteran piece uh, that, from a practice squad somewhere? Maybe if if someone gets uh, cut or released uh, around the league by the, the trade deadline time, uh, may, maybe that's a possibility. Uh, but it, it's, it's been slowly trending in the right direction. I, th- I think part of that is certainly Ken- Kingsley Kiki and, and what he's been able to do so far this season.
1: So, talk a little bit about Preston Smith, because Zadarius was kind of challenged by the coaches. He responded. He put up some really solid numbers, obviously, against Atlanta. Preston Smith has been used a little bit differently this year. He's dropped back more when it's come to coverage. He's been kind of moving around a little bit, obviously. With Kenny not being in there, it hasn't uh, been the opportunity to you know suck up double teams and stuff. But talk about Preston Smith's play this season.
0: No, it's been very different, a very different role for him. Um, when Kyler Fackrell left in free agency, someone had to fill the vacuum that, that he left. And it, it sounds your, your, initial reaction might be what vacuum, right? Because he had the double digit season sack season two seasons ago, but last year, very much in terms of pass rush production fell to the wayside behind the Smiths, but Kyler Fackrell was the drop linebacker, the drop guy from the edge that did a lot of the coverage. And without that, and he, he, he and he was an athletic guy and he was kind of built for that. Without that, someone had to had to assume that role and, and take on those kind of unthanked and unseen job responsibilities, and that's been Preston Smith. It's been a lot more dropping this year for him. Uh, it's likely going to continue because he, like he said, he is the will rusher in in this system. That that is his position. It's what he plays. Um, so it, it, for him, it's it's really being able to maximize. Fewer opportunities as a rusher. Not that they're not having him rush anymore, but it's a lot. It, it's a lot more of a diversified skill set and 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 job responsibility that he's taking on this season. So, um, you know that that that's got to be an adjustment, and it's one that he, you know, he hasn't complained about. But uh, it's it's different for him.
1: This game coming up against Tampa Bay, I actually heard somebody call it a trap game the other day on the four-letter network, and I kind of shook my head. It's Tom Brady. It's a really good Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. They did not play well against the Bears, but I, there's no way in hell I could ever call this a trap game. Uh, is that, If anything, I'm probably more laser-focused because you're talking about a team that was beaten on Thursday night that has had extra time to prepare for you, uh, and I, I'm i not going to say that you're just going to pick up where you left off after a couple of weeks off. So uh, to me, I this game is probably more concerning than just about other, any other game on the docket so far, right? It's not just Tom Brady. It's a ticked off Tom Brady. It's a Tom Brady
0: that forgot the downs in in a game winning or game losing situation the last time he was on the football field. You can imagine he's going to be eager to get back on the field and put that well behind him with something else, something better. Right. So it's it's not just Tom Brady. It's a ticked off Tom Brady. And it's a very good skill set positions, uh, positional skill players around him. Uh, and it's a really good defense. It's the, by far the best defense the Packers will have faced in five games this season. So, no, it's not a trap game. It's it's the the, the stiffest competition that they've had yet th- this season so far. And, you know, the, the Packers are, I, I believe, the, last I saw, they, they, they were the underdog by two points. And I don't know, Bill, how with the, the lack of a full home stadium crowd, a, a home field advantage, how that – Skews the point system. Maybe that's Vegas way. Maybe it's still the three points, and Vegas is saying that the Packers are one point better. But that that's that shows you right there. This is not a team that the Packers are expected to go in and just 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 roll over. Um, it's it's going to be a very different test for them.
1: Uh, that's the other question when you get to now people talk about Devante being out and they can win without him and such look I said they can't go far without Devonte. they can certainly win without Devonte, but I don't think you're going to go far without Devonte. getting Devante back do you expect I know Aaron said in that first game that even though he got 14 you know uh, uh, targets he said well it didn't feel like we were forcing it to him Do they look more to get Devontae involved or because you've discovered other things, do you see this continual spread of the offense?
0: I think what this offense does is it it has the the depth, really some surprising depth, right? I don't think depth was a word that we were thinking of when we thought of this Packers offense on paper during the offseason, but it has some surprising depth where it's able to to look at what the defense is, is geared toward taking away. What does the defense want to shut down and then go away from that? Because you, you simply can't stop anything, everything. There's a reason why this offense has had a different hero in each of the first four games Devontae Adams, week one, uh, Aaron Jones, week two, Alan Lazard, week three, Robert Tonyan week four. It's been a different guy every week because you can't stop everybody. And that's, that's true of any defense against any good offense in the league at some point there is going to be something that you can't stop. And that's what this offense has done so well. It's, it's adaptability and the flexibility within the scheme to say, okay, you're going to stack the box against Aaron Jones uh, and double cover Devontae Adams. We'll go target an Alan Lazard or a Robert Tanya or, or Mark was Scantling. Maybe he's the guy in, in, in their fifth game. Maybe it's his turn. So if they don't, if if they take away something else and leave Devonte op- uh, Devonte Adams n- not open but you know without double coverage, sure the Packers are going to throw to their best receiver. But if it's constant double and triple coverage, uh, they'll they'll go somewhere else. So you you, you kind of pick your poison with this offense.
1: Um, now when you look at the loss of Alan Lazard, but they've been able to spread the ball out to so many other people. Devontae now coming back. Uh, you tell me how good this. Are. Now, granted, they don't have Lazard back, and I think Lazard has developed into one of the better route runners on this team. But you tell me if. It, and let me. Oh, no, let me stop you here, or stop myself here. Equanime St. Brown. How do you v- envision him being used when he comes back? Because I have always said he's kind of like the poor man's Donald Driver, the possession guy moving the sticks. And then if he's used in that pass in, in that position. Uh, as a guy that can move the sticks, you're talking about even a more ball control offense with more weapons, with more go-to guys. How good do you think this offense can be?
0: You know, it's going to be interesting. Alan Lazard being out certainly means that there's more snaps and, and targets to go around at the receiver position. So that that might elevate Equinemia St. Brown a little bit. But he has missed so much time, Bill. I, he's missed so much time from all of last year to basically the beginning of this season. He's a young player. He's in his third season. He's only played one season. And Mm -hmm. with that, with all that time he's missed, it's probably unfair to expect that much of him coming right back in in the immediate future. Uh, There's, it's going to take some some time for, there's going to be some rust. It just, you got to have some rust if you're a young guy that's missed this much time, especially at the receiver position with everything that you're asked to do in terms of uh, the, the, the route concepts at this level, it's, it's an adjustment. So, how will he be used? Uh, special teams is where it'll start. It'll start in special teams. And he's going to most likely be near the bottom of that depth chart. And we'll just see, particularly with Alan Lazard being, being out, how much he's elevated. That's the question. But I, I don't know that you, it'd be all that fair, really, to expect that much from him immediately with just how much time he's missed.
1: Um, Real quick before I let you go. uh, Obviously, there's been a scare throughout the league because of COVID. How have the Packers handled this specifically when it came to the bye week? Because that's really where the concern, I guess, becomes more prevalent with guys having that idle time to kind of do what it is they want to do.
0: Yeah. So the way that it works for every team because of NFL COVID-19 protocols is that you have to stay in your home market. Uh, ordinarily the Packers, especially the veteran players, would have jetted out of here for a week and just kind of gotten away R&R and, and just kind of unplugged and unwind, right? Well, you can't really do that. It, it, everyone had to stay here. You want to talk about one of the worst places to, to have to be forced to stay just because of the infection rates in Northeast Wisconsin right now. And 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 frankly, the the, the difficulty I think that a lot of uh, medical professionals have had in, in trying to, to take – get citizens of of this area to take this seriously as seriously as it needs to be. And you've seen Matt LaFleur use his, his pulpit, uh, really any chance he gets to hammer home the idea that, that Northeast Wisconsin is, is not a place that, that, that is in good shape at the moment. And that's just the data backing that up. Right. So, um, you know, it was really sequestered and and, and isolated. Matt LaFleur said it was, it was on position coaches to kind of stay in contact with players to make sure that they didn't feel too isolated over the week. Cause it could be a rough time when you're going, going, going for six weeks, seven weeks, and then you shut it down for a week and you can't go anywhere because of you go outside. It, it, it's, it, it's frankly, it's, it, you can't be guaranteed. It's, it's entirely safe. So, um, you know, it, it, I, I imagine this is a team that's very pleased to get back to football, get back to some, some semblance of, of a normal, um, even if it is a new normal. Uh, and they'll, they'll be very pleased to, to be back and, and focusing on football this week.
1: Good stuff. As always, Ryan, we'll talk to you later in the week, but we appreciate it, okay? All right. Take care, Bill. Talk to you soon. There you go. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette, PackersNews.com, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair 80-plus years. They've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to SchneiderJobs.com.